We are back and lively than ever. Chris Hadaway, Karamanda, Doug Monda, Paul Hill from the Dirty Ore. Jesse, he's going to keep us right today, plugged in, ready to talk, ready to rock. And we are bada bing, bada boom. Paul brought a an amazing, an amazing little pink drink. Oh, a little pink drink. That was a good one. Ah, put that on the list. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I I can name them maybe. Yeah. But they Paul, come from all different sources. Tell me, tell me what we have here today. Uh, this is our latest sour ale. It's called Bada Bing. It is actually a Shirley Temple sour ale, uh, 4.4% alcohol, predominantly uh, cherries, maraschino cherries with a little bit of ginger and lime. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, mint, I should say. Excuse me, mint. Uh, but very refreshing, easy drinker, uh, light, only 4.4% ABV, but just really nice. So I have some friends that they say, um, you know, they, they drink the... Um, the beers that have been around forever and that aren't high in alcohol content and they're kind of nervous about uh wandering out and trying a um a, a beer company that has many different beers with a higher alcohol content so right. this would actually be a good one to come in at and try something different out sure. of their their yeah. wheelhouse yeah we actually have uh actually number one two and three hey buddy uh red dragon and baker's factory are all introductory craft beers uh, Hey Buddy, number one, was made specifically for those that like the Buds, the Bud Lights, the Coors, the Miller Lights of the world. And it's just kind of a, a stepping stone into craft beer from that position. Wow. So tell me what's what's happening right now with the, the transition of uh, the COVID social distancing. Where are we at as far as uh, the full opening of the Dirty War? Yeah, we're, uh, we actually were just uh, permitted to put the bar stools back this past Friday. Um, and that we have eight stools, so we've got four sets of two at the bar. We usually have 12 stools there, uh, but we're all permitted to have 50% occupancy indoors. So Excellent. we've got uh, uh, seven tables. Uh, we put two back outside, uh, and then what we have at the bar. So our occupancy is 100, Okay. Uh, so we have 49 seats right now. Wow. Uh, and then the balance is outside, and outside is even um, spaced apart enough where you know we're, we're fulfilling the obligation of being you know having six feet of distance between each table nice nice um, but beyond that it's been great it's it been well received um just trying to do the right thing yeah and and people are happy to be out and about showing up so. and and yes. having a an actual social life again yes. right yeah it's been surprisingly uh the, the numbers that have been coming in are more than i ever thought was possible at this juncture anyway well, we hope that if you find your way into Cocoa Village and the beautiful Cocoa, Florida, that you'll stop by the Dirty Ore. They're great supporters of us. Uh, they continue to pass the message and make great beer and, and provide a great environment for not only um, adults, but it's kid-friendly also. Oh, yeah. Kid, kid-friendly, pet-friendly. Um, yeah. And then we got uh, just one announcement I want to make. We've got uh, – we sponsored the Hot Pink concert that was out on the Indian River Queen oh, that was cool. a couple weeks ago. And uh, we are actually going to – sponsor another show which will be on the 4th of july uh probably about noon to 3 p.m is Excellent. the target right now and uh, uh, uh james from hot pink is still looking for sponsors uh, uh this time they have to pay for the boat right right and everything that you know goes along with it so right. uh, you know if anybody's interested give james a call or reach out to me and i'll, I'll put you in contact with and, him. and if you have uh if you have a boat july 4th in coca village in central florida along the indian river will be busy yes so <coughs> uh, of course always boater safety be safe it's everybody's there to have a good time but safety is you know paramount oh absolutely so yeah. Well, we're so thankful for you, and yeah, we hope you that all. you continue to turn out yep. these amazing beverages Cheers. for all of us. Cheers. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great show. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Paul. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. I, it's really, really light. It's like a Cherry 7-Up. All right, let's get to business. I walked in, and Doug had his business face on. I love. I'm not going to go off on a tangent like I did a couple weeks ago. Hi, I got Paul. that off my chest. See you, Paul. Um, I got that off. Yeah, I just had to, you know, there was a lot of a lot of cops out there that were doing some stupid stuff and kind of needed to put that into perspective, which worked. Right. It, 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 I got quite a bit of feedback that it worked. But, um, you know, tonight we're going to bring something different. Um, what would you call it? 
we're going to talk about coping strategies and the different coping strategies that we use. <laughs> Go ahead. You're on fire. Oh, <laughs> I am. Both you of you are. We're just telling you, like, right off the gate, you just sounded like a kindergarten teacher. Oh, you were like, we're going to talk. I, we are. We're going to talk Today about coping Today we're going to hold hands <laughs> and talk about coping. Oh, this is, this is the crap that I deal with every day. Hey, right? how about we just turn around and issue throat punches to everybody? Because right. apparently there's some people that need throat punches. But, you know, all right, uh, maybe I'm one of them today. I've, I've had my throat punch several times. Um, so anyway, we'll 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 dive in it. We're, we're uh, as the boss says, we're going to talk about coping stuff. Um, I cope in my own way, but you know, it, it's a good topic. Consider where I'm getting feedback. Yeah, me too. Yes, okay, not my phone. Ooh, it's not me. I hope you can't hear what we're talking about. I think it was me. But um, so well, you, you know, now's a good time to talk about coping skills because. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on everything that everybody's going through, uh, every first responder, it's really bad for the cops right now. I just had a cop call me on the way here. I had to, I, I told him I had to call him back and he was like, man, our department's in shambles. He's basically struggling. Um, you know, everybody else is the main concern uh, of, of what's transpiring. Um, guys are going to start quitting their jobs as Hallandale. I got that message today. Their SWAT team just basically, I had a guy call me and ask me, why would a SWAT team quit? And I told him, I said, you know, most SWAT teams, um, when I started on SWAT back in the day, it was 25 cents an, uh, an hour. So Still, what, what is, whatever the math is, like 20 bucks, yeah. 20 bucks a week. And it wasn't for the, the money. And that's not what SWAT guys don't do it for the money. They do it for the the fight, the yeah. thrill, the adrenaline, the the good fight. I you know I did it. That's why I became a cop. I didn't become a, a cop to write tickets. I say that all the time. Not to, you know I, as you know, I turned my ticket book back in when I retired. I I didn't become a cop to get cats out of trees. I wasn't going to write tickets for the same crap I did on my way to work. Right. I did it for kicking doors in, blowing stuff up, and getting in gunfights and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately, you know, what guys are looking at now is, you know, hey, man, you, you, everybody hates us. That's what I told the guy today. You, why, I'm going to put my life on the line for people that don't even like me every day for 25 cents an hour. We're talking SWAT-related stuff. So, you know, I get it, right? Right. But, you know, as, you, as a SWAT guy yourself, you know, it, it, it's a different animal uh, in the game. It's got, you know, SWAT's really not a police thing. It's kind of above the police thing. Well, it, it, it's made because you don't call out the SWAT team to pass out flowers. No. Right? I, I mean, you're going to take someone's freedom, right? So uh, we, we would all agree, and I hope that, you know, the the world and when i refer to the world i refer to the united states because there's no place like this world right here um but it's it's time to go in and take away those freedoms and i believe that we have that right and and we are free in our persons um but if we continue down the same path we're not going to see that and and when you have people that aren't willing to go to deal with the crap anymore and um to go in and take those freedoms from the bad guys then we all need to step back and and think about um, where we're at and what we're doing, you know. So the, your SWAT teams are there because that's that's a last ditch, the the last resort that you have when everything is not working. You send in the SWAT guys, right? And it is the last straw. You can't, you know. People will call the National Guard. Well, I don't know. You know, and I know, because right. I've worked with the National Guard. I remember when I got deployed to Hurricane Katrina, and we saw National Guard standing in an intersection. I saw them at Andrew. I saw them at every other named storm and living, growing up in Florida. And they stand in the middle of the intersection with no magazines in their guns, because right. they're not allowed to have them. Right. They're, not, they're there for just directing traffic and stuff like that. So obviously it's a, uh, I see Mario's laughing at me. Mario is one of my SWAT brothers, man, from Palm Bay, man. You know, he's a real deal. So he gets it. He's laughing. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, th- that's just the way it is. So it, 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 I, I don't blame the guys for quitting for lack of, you know, uh, you know, dragging the story on. 
but back to the title, you know, coping skills, um, we're going to see obviously an influx of, of tragic uh, coping, you know, cops right. coping with what's going on. Because unfortunately, we're in this position where you've got multitude of uh, U- United States citizens. Man, we even got people in other countries that hate us right now being cops. It's a really bad time to be a cop. But um, we'll get through it. We'll weather the storm. We've, we've been here before. This is, you know, not the not our first rodeo. But um, the, the problem is, is you've got a bunch of guys that work hard, get treated pretty poorly. You, you, the typical story, we talk about it every week. And now it's a hundred times worse. So the influx of my my phone has not stopped ringing. It, yeah, it's horrible right, right now. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to. Uh, I, I'm n- never lost for words. I can talk shit all day, every day. Right? That's right, my specialty. Right. <laughs> I will kick you right off my show. You ever shake your head like you that? No, nah, I won't. She just fed me some good dinner, but. Um, you, you know, it, I lost my train of thought because you messed me up. Like you just come back to the show and you just gonna throw oh. some dirt right on me, man. Dirt, dirt. You, you, Switch you seats with Chris. Yeah, you know, know what? Let me no, get closer is, to him. This is my on, seat. Cut her right now. Right here. Right, right out. Cut we'll her back core. out with the knife. I love this dog. This is my favorite thing, guy. Man, so. about to cut her so do I. I can't so even. Do I. I can't even do my show no more. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn it over to Chris. So, so you were at. Um, You've gotten a ton of calls and you're at a loss for words. Um, yeah, because I, I, you know, because I almost kind of feel bad because um, of because of the, my lifestyle. Right. I, you know, I, I don't really have to work anymore. I get paid to sit at home and twiddle my thumbs. I play. I travel. I do a lot of cool stuff. And, um, you, you know, it's hard for me to tell guys, hey, do this and do that. And let's look at this. And but the only thing I can do is say, hey, listen. Turn off all the the outport the the outports as I call them the social medias and the news. Right. I I turn after the last show. I have not watched the news. I don't even turn my TV on until at night when my Bigfoot shows come on. What? I, you gonna cut me off again? I am. I'm gonna. That's God. true. I've wondered every morning, what because typically when we wake up in the morning, we watch the news. And I've been waking up a little bit later than you lately. Yeah. Uh, I have. I know I've been enjoying Slide. sleeping in. But when I come out, I notice the news hasn't been on. And and I've been wondering, like, huh, why isn't the, you know, why isn't the news on? And so I think that that's great. Yeah. No, I turned it off because it's aggravating, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm just uh, putting my energy somewhere else. I, I just couldn't deal with it. I felt compelled. I felt out of place because I couldn't help out with all the stuff that's going on. And then I feel like I need to help. But um, obviously, it's getting real worse. So how do we deal with it? What are we dealing with now? That's the important part of the show. We each deal with it in in different ways. Um, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. I don't ne- I, I don't necessarily pick the good ways. I do, but you know, I've got my vices. I smoke cigars. You know, I, I'm I, I drink alcohol. Whatever else that I need to do to calm down or whatever in that moment. Um, one of the things for, I, if, if, um, if Karen Solomon's on the show, I thought I saw her name go by Karen, can you post where we're at with numbers? Karen Solomon is a wonderful, uh, partner, uh, and coworker in the business. She, um, she runs the blue help, uh, and you can find them at bluehelp.org. That's the place you need to go to for statistics. They're the best out there. They're the most accurate. They're the, they have the most integrity behind what they do. And we're just huge fans of them. And we rely on all their information. Um, so anyway, let's get into the coping skills. So on the way here, Karen was saying, hey, 75, Karen just said so far this year. That's a pretty radical jump, right? So Karen just said, um, I don't know if people can see the comments like I can see them. So six since June. What's the date today? Does anybody know? June 15th. So, you know, six in 15 days. And, and, and obviously, um, that's a lot in a short amount of time. And obviously maybe it's because of what's going on or, you know, cause really, I, and this is just my belief. I think we're going to see a huge influx and, and Karen, if you're uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 
um, Karen Sullivan, because my Karen's always going to correct me when I'm wrong. So, you know. so it, the, the influx is going to uh, obviously progress. And I think the reason is because of the COVID. And I, I know with Chris, be, you know, because we communicate a lot and then right. I see how busy you got and then the phone calls lack off. That's just what we know. Okay. So anyway, busy with the COVID from the right. first of the year. Right. So everybody was so busy working alpha Bravo shifts and crazy shifts, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then we jumped right over. We had like a couple weeks of day, like light at the end of the tunnel where guys were starting to say, um, you know, Hey, we, 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 you know, we're coming out of it. We're going to be able to start traveling and getting a little break. Um, we received five notifications in May. We think it was because the greater sense of purpose of things going back up. Right. Yeah. So um, anyway, the now we've got this tragic thing that we're going through. And at first I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Um, you know, we talked a little bit on the last show, you know, with the cops com combative in the black community. And then as I saw things progress over the past couple of weeks, it's really n not so like I'm seeing 50 50. I'm seeing like if you watch it, it's it's just it's not a black. Uh, it's not a black against the cop thing. This is uh, this is a national even worldwide event where people are just up in arms over some radical stuff. And, you know, and, and next week it'll be a different thing. And y y people are just aggro. Right. And how we can deal with that as cops are one or two ways. We can either accept it and move forward tactically, change the way we do business for now, because this is right. gonna this is gonna blow over. It will blow over. It, something will replace it, just like COVID. I mean, you couldn't turn the TV on every time you turn the TV on. It was an interview with some governor or the president. And then all of a sudden, wham, some dude gets killed in the middle of the street by a cop. And you don't see COVID on TV anymore at all. Nobody, you do little pitches, they throw it in. The next thing you know, it's, it's a riot or a protest or some, something of, of that nature. So we can either embrace it or we can um or in continue to be negative and fight it, it, something's going to replace this and we're going to get back to normal it's just going to take a little bit of time and and i think just like everybody says with covid business is going to be different now oh, with yeah. covid Don't you oh, just yeah. go to the hospital just go in the airport karen and i flew to maine last week and just the whole uh what, what is it called where the hospital like no out. what's where the planes go airport so the thanks for helping me out so <laughs> i didn't know what you're talking about hostage man. I, well you said host and then i, uh, I was going hospital but no the the airport <laughs> i got issues man work with it <laughs> well you know it, you, even in the airport we saw the way it's different you're gonna see the way thing it's listen since when i became a cop it was an all-out melee it, there right. was no cameras there wasn't this there wasn't that we used to get we used to just kick ass take names and move on and obviously over my career things progressed to the where they are you know the taser era the body cam era the, you know now we're just going to see things a little bit different but the most important thing that we're going to have to regulate is is how do we deal with it because the bottom line is if you're going to stay in this industry you're going to have to deal with a whole lot more stress and that's the crappy part of this job as you know and i know right. every day you go to work let's let's step back a year from now or not for a year prior you every time I went to work it was always something else and, they, and when I teach and I speak I talk about the wheelbarrow effect I've talked about on the show and every time you go to work it's the same crap for you man absolutely hey you guys need to do this form this policy change you need to start doing this now you're going to do this and this this and this and you're going okay so now I'm doing a hundred more things this week for less money or the same amount of money. More for less was a big saying. I think we had a chief one time. That was his motto. We need to learn to do more for with less. 
And it, unfortunately, the, you know, that's going to bring, I'm getting to it. I see Karen's over here starting to pop and lock like rerun. So, um, you know, yeah, Karen, read his mind. I know what, right. he's, what he's trying to say. So anyway, um, that's going to be the biggest issue is, is the coping with the, the, the masses. Because the bottom line is this show is about mental health uh, in law enforcement. And, um, and obviously that's my position and that's just what I do. I mean, if you catch me outside this studio like last week, hey, man, let's put these up and let's rock and roll. You want to fight? Let's fight. That's the kind of guy I am. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about what are we going to do to survive it? Because unfortunately, we're going to have to move forward. We're going to have to remain in our careers. We're going to have to get past this. And it is imperative that you use the right strategic tools to cope what what's going on because it's really really bad and we're talking about cops because you and i are cops but the, everybody else is feeling the backlash of this it's not just a cop thing it's a firefighter thing it's a dispatch thing because excuse me i'm sure dispatchers are getting cussed out on the phone every five minutes and i'm sure firefighters are on edge going right. to scenes and and doing stuff like that um, where all these protests and riots are at, they're probably responding like uh, the poor guys are probably not getting a break. They're probably responding, patching people up. You know, we just saw the melee in Miami. You know, I showed Karen, watch this guy he gets whacked over the head with a skateboard. You know, he gets filleted open. So everybody's under this pressure. And with the, with the coping, um, it, it's imperative that you, you, you find the proper tool and that's what this is about the proper way to cope it, it, it you know everybody has to cope with something different i can give you little ideas and little things that i've done and little things let me finish his comment and y'all don't know it's like being married to a latin woman <laughs> poor chris he ain't even got to say a word yet we're 30 minutes into the show so anyway, um, don't, you know, obviously alcohol is not always the answer. Obviously drugs is not always the answer. Um, I see you, Josie, jo but Josie Wells, if y'all don't know who Josie Wells is, he's an incredible AT, uh, I'm not even going to say where he's at, what agency he's at, but he's a, he's a great guy. And, uh, if look him up and read his books, they're amazing. Um, he said, Seattle PD's hiring. I don't know about that, man. I, I got a phone call from a Seattle guy this week. He wants to come to Florida. So anyway, um, don't pick the right, don't pick the bad thing. So I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to let you guys chime in and with your coping stuff and you can have the rest of the show. Can you, can you give me a couple more minutes? Cause I didn't even invite you here <laughs> just for the record, man. You just jumped in the car and just like, you know what I mean? It, it so does not go down that way. <laughs> Didn't even invite her, man. <laughs> and I made her drive her car. She can't ride in my new truck. So anyway, I'll tell you an example of a bad coping skill. So back in the day when I was going through my issues, and obviously Karen and I were young in our relationship, um, you know, one of my coping skills that, that I see quite a bit that guys don't realize is Karen brought it up on the way here. I had, I, I, I was making a lot of money, not obviously as a cop, but doing some other stuff. And I had some, so I was spending it crazy. I, I had, as you remember, I had two or three Porsches in my driveway, right. which is insane, right? And I had a Hummer and I had motorcycles and boats. I, and I tell this story, I had this monster house on the water. I had waited my whole life to get a koi pond i had this japanese koi pond that was huge amazing. it was amazing and that was where i was going to decompress every day and my coping skills ended up getting into i would buy all these cars and buy all these tools because i was trying to feel happy right i mean i you, you know because all my friends would come over and be like what are you miserable about i had this you know six thousand square foot home everything sucked 
even when I would come home and see my Porsches, which were my babies, you know, oh my God, they got sea salt on them. I got to clean them and freaking pain in the ass. And, you know, my kids' BMX bikes. You're still like that. Yeah, well, um, I just, but, you know, I, I, my wife don't let me right. own Porsches no more. You know, she's right. like, no, right. those are you triggers. You don't need them, though. I didn't say you could talk. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, you yeah, don't yeah, need that, that right? Right, right. right. <laughs> No, because she don't want me to buy Porsches because she's looking at 140 grand in, in shoe stuff that right, she could replace right. it with. But that's what I was doing was trying to cope with the pain and the misery by buying tools and uh, tools and toys. Right. And then what was happening was I would then I would get in the car and then I would go out and everything was extreme for me. If I went out drinking, it was radical drinking. It was right. a handle in one night and it was 160 miles an hour down the road and everything had to be in that radical form. And obviously that was not the, not the path to go to right. now, you know, my coping skills obviously with a lot of help and a lot of um, this, Karen. I, I stopped your speeding too. You stop my speeding, you know, because <laughs> if I'm, I was speeding, speeding yeah. and then she looks over at me because I don't like that, you know, that type of stuff. So I had to cut that Never out. Never right? sped again. So there anyway, I I just now it's different for me because now that I'm I'm a little clearer in my head, and I kind of step back, you know what I mean, and I can see the difference. So now I walk on the beach in the morning. And I, you know, a lot of times I just sit there and I took a picture of it the other day. There was nobody on the beach, had it almost to myself. Wow. It was quiet. It was peaceful. And, and I, on a little side note, as I would pass people, and I was telling Karen this, we were walking the beach yesterday. Everybody's on the phone. Right. Everybody. How can you drive to the beach, walk on the beach? It's beautiful. The sun's out. The birds are chirping. The ocean, the water is 85 degrees. Amazing. And you're stuck to that damn phone. You might as well stay home and sit on your couch. Right. And so, you know, for me, I look, I absorb. And then I also know certain people that I can call and get positive conversation. Right, right. Like if I need positive reaffir reassuring or some sort of conversation i know who to call and i i talk about that hey call your buddies through the week right. you know do th different things like that those are just two simple examples so obviously we all know that drugs and alcohol is, is not going to be the answer um and i can i can vouch for that and then we also know um we yeah, I did probably <laughs> from the beach to rub it in. I do that crab all the that time. That was really weird, you whispering that into the mic. I was reading <laughs> to myself. Your eyes have gotten really good lately, by the way. If I, It just depends on the view where I'm at, you know. So, you know, my eyes suck, my hearing sucks, my back sucks, my knees hurt. I couldn't even get off the floor. <laughs> like a turtle, man. Like, I've fallen, I can't get up. That's how bad it is. So, anyway... Um, it, it, picking the right tools and and everybody's obviously different right um the karen got a list of she was telling me of the things to do so you got to understand like physical activity is great training right. exercise right so you got to understand for me i was extreme you, you know 70 miles of running 300 plus of biking and swimming and all that stuff i can't do that anymore None of that. Now I'm a walker, right? Which just drives me nuts. And, you know, and, and the things that I used to do, I couldn't. So I had to readapt. But the message, and I'm going to end here, the message that I would tell everybody is the coping skills that you need, and it can go anywhere. It doesn't always have to be about being a cop. Remember what I always tell you, stress on a 10, a one, one to a 10, a 10 is a 10. Don't matter Absolutely. if you're a cop, firefighter, school teacher, whatever it is, you, you've got to have that, that out. Pick the right ones that work for you. And if you don't know, then reach out to somebody and just ask advice, what are you doing? And here are the reasons why it's so critical. Excuse me. It's that dinner you made me, man. That's heavy. She made me like 10 pounds of pasta, man. It you was need, like. Yeah. And it makes I, feel like, good, though. Oh, my God. My shirt's tight. I'm sure the guys. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let it begin. <laughs> my, my shirt's, shirt's tight. tight. Like it's the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> my shirt's tight, man. Uh, um, uh, so anyway, listen. 
it is imperative that you do pick the right ones. Don't pick the wrongs, the, the wrong coping skills, because the message is, listen, I tell everybody, sharp sword, sharp mind, sharp right. mind, sharp sword right that is important you have especially in this day and age because i truly believe and i've had this this happen to me in my career when you have so much on your plate for me i use the terminology the uh the wheelbarrow and it's overflowing you can't hold the wheelbarrow up you've got so much on your mind that's when you're going to um that's can you read that um, that's when you're going to make those mistakes. Now, did this officer that, le- you know, that, that tragically um, killed this guy, did he, was he, you know, so overwhelmed that he wasn't paying attention? I don't know if that's the reason, but there are situations like that. Um, you, you know, just like people, when you drive in your car, you ever, you, everybody does this. You drive to work and you don't even remember the past five minutes of driving through town. That's a scary fact. That's right. the same thing that can happen to you in this career and in this job. If you don't have that clear head and you don't have that right focus, this is when you're going to screw up real bad. And in this day, you, you can't. You, right. There's no room for error. So I would tell every first responder, hey, Sean, I would tell every first responder, especially police officers and firefighters. The reason I say is firefighters have to make radical life-saving decisions medically-wise. Cops have to make life, like just the guy who pointed the taser at the guy the other way. Listen, you know as well as I do, you point a taser at me, I'm going to shoot you. Game over. That's the policy. That's the rule. And a lot of people don't understand because you can tase me and then I'm paralyzed and then you can take my gun and shoot me. That's the, that's the deadly force issue. That's, that's where we would be at. You have to make these clear precision decisions from here on out. And you can only train so much as a cop. And listen, if you can't shoot, you suck. You sucked in the beginning and you suck now. Right. I don't want to hear it. Right. I've trained, I've seen SWAT guys shoot freaking concrete before and, and go, oh my God, this guy's on a team. You, you know, you right. know what I'm talking right. about? Right, And, um, you, you, you know, it's pretty scary. It is. Right? It's pretty scary. It, it, but the one thing you can do is this. Sharpen is that sharpen mind. that mind. Absolutely. You know, it, study, research, know your rules, know your laws, know your policies, know your procedures, and then also know yourself so that when you get out of the car, because one of the calls I got today was cops don't want to get out of their cars no more. If you don't listen, I'm going to tell you all you rookies that are listening. If you're scared to get out of your car and you don't want to get out of your car, quit. Quit. Become a public bagger, whatever. I'm not dogging you. Just don't because you, there, there's a specific job you have to do as a cop. Right. And you got to get out of your car and get out of your car and get to know your community. And you don't have the problems like we do. Right, right. When I didn't have nothing to do, I stood in parking lots at the at the Hodges with people. all the guys in the hood, man. Right. And we would have conversations. They knew me. I knew them. Well, I'm sorry. I, it was like the conversation we were having today to about <laughs> about. Brevard and the the communities in Brevard and how we have not seen the violence and the uproars in Brevard. There have been peaceful protests, beautiful protests. I Coco was a huge part of one. Right. Um, but I we were talking about it's because you have all made an impact on your community and you worked in a really bad you know, section of the community and you made an impact with those people, you still, still to this day, the people in that community, if we run into them at Publix, they, they love you, even though you may have arrested their brother or arrested them. Um, And it's because you guys forged those relationships. And so, you know, I mean, kudos to the people of Brevard County who have protested, but it's, it's been pretty peaceful here. I, I read this. If you, is it important? Yes, so, it's very important. So, Karen, right, right before we started, you said uh, a good coping skill is what is not what. Oh, I'm like, uh, well, I said that quitting 
is not a good coping skill. But before you make me dive into that, because okay. you, you told me you were, yes, were going to make I me lo restate that. I love that. the fact that you said that. Um, I want to talk very quickly about the three of the unhealthy coping strategies that we see quite a bit with people who are suffering from PTSD, um, depression, and anxiety. And that is not just first responders, that's anybody. So anyone here listening, you can use this information not for just yourself, not for your first responder. You can use this for your family members, your children, because quite frankly, we develop coping skills and coping strategies as children. And sometimes we need to revert back to that to remember what those good strategies are. And another reason why we need to instill those good strategies in our children. But three of the things that we see quite a bit for um, unhealthy coping strategies are isolation. You feel like you are coping by withdrawing because you don't want to deal with the public because you feel like you might get angry over something. So you withdraw. Um, and you isolate, and that's a very unhealthy coping strategy that people use. Um, the overindulgence, which you talked about, and for you that overindulgence was, uh, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. Um, that for you that overindulgence was spending, you know, obscene amounts of money. Fortunately for you, you had that money to spend, but it didn't make anything better. We talked to many first responders that overindulge in spending and they don't have the money to spend on these things. So then they dig a deeper hole because they get deeper and deeper in debt and wind up losing everything in some cases and, and then have nothing. So now you're even in a worse spot. And then the third one that we see quite a bit is substance abuse. It's okay to, to enjoy a cocktail. We enjoy a drink every time we come here. We meet at Dirty Ore or, you know, I mean, we built a bar. But when you, when you abuse that and it becomes something that you come home every single day and, oh, I have to have a drink or, you know, in, in some cases, even narcotics because it makes me feel better, then it gets into that abusive pattern and then that turns into addiction and that does not help the situation. So those are the three things that um, everybody needs to kind of keep their eyes open about and, and look for in yourselves and also those that you care about, including our children, is the isolation, the overindulgence, and it's not just spending, that can be food as well. Beginning to overindulge in food and you know eat a lot more or a lot less than what you normally do. And then also that substance abuse. Isolation. So Sean Wyman was saying even isolation. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be drugs, alcohol, and food. It can be right. uh, it could be sex. No, I'm saying yeah. it. Now. Yeah. It, it could be, right. it Absolutely. Could, it right could be sex. That's why I wish I had a chalkboard. I'll show you what I, I was De Denise had showed me. No, you can't draw penises. On no, okay. no, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I know you expect that of me because I would do some dirty shit like Your that. Your kids drew one on my foot one time. They well, did. our kids, but, you know. Yeah, well, they, they've come for me. But really, why cops and firefighters have so many, uh, what are they called? Bad habits. No, that when they cheat. What, it, what is that called? Isn't Infidelity. Infidelity. Yeah. And, you know, right, stuff right. Like just cheating, right? Um, and, right. and, and listen. Sex I'm, addiction. Right. I'm guilty of it, you know? I did it to Karen. Yeah. Right. It was rough those years because I just couldn't get my fill. So I'm about out of gas, so I, I'm, I'm ready. For, I, I want to turn it over to Chris, and I've kind of run it. Um, I want to say one thing real quick. Uh, are you mad at me? No, I love or you. you just laughing? I'm just, <laughs> just smiling. Because <laughs> you just look Karen's, at like, ready. She's putting on the boxing gloves. Uh, yes, yeah, she like, is, man. She even got lipstick on and everything. Now she's ready to get down. Um, <laughs> Chris Fields, uh, one of our one of my partners, he, uh, he said uh, – uh, firefighters and EMT suicide death by year and type and, and I apologize for not putting this up because we have a lot of followers or firefighters I just I don't get the information as easy as I do from blue health but um, suicide for firefighters at so far this year at 47 
the firefighter EMT. You know, some right. areas they can just be EMTs, some the firefighters. So 34 firefighters plus 13 just EMTs, um, which it, to me, it's still a first responder. So we're looking at 47 on top of the six. So we're already up there. And every year it's usually um, – have a thesaurus ready for me. man chris man like a thesaurus like do i look like type that has a thesaurus i don't even have to say the fuck <laughs> thesaurus word, man. no he's God not gonna damn, use a thesaurus <laughs> i got a gun and a knife man that's all i that's need I, um, I can so anyway articulate what i'm gonna do with these things <laughs> i don't need a thesaurus to help me there. You, you gotta spend some time with me man so uh Anyway, it's a radical number, um, and what I was going to say real quick is usually the cop number and the firefighter number are usually neck and neck, which right. is kind of an odd thing, but not an odd thing. It just goes to tell you that putting your life on the line and saving other people's lives comes with a price. Absolutely. Everything, is, everything comes with a price. Re uh, what's my term that I always tell the kids? Consequences and repercussions. Everything you do. I'm done. <laughs> he said he's out, boss. <laughs> so I, you're you're absolutely right. There is a cost. There is a cost for absolutely everything. Sonny, I see you, buddy. And there is a cost for freedom. And so the other day, probably a day or two ago at the most, um, Crystal, my wife, was reading a, a response to a Facebook post or something. And one of the officer's wife said to her, husband that is a, a law enforcement officer please quit like quitting if you quit this if you quit being a first responder let's let's walk through this process because i i i'm it's really been in the forefront of my mind because just like you i've my phone has not stopped ringing people are scared they're nervous they don't know what to do and let me the first thing i want to say is you're not alone i mean you started off this whole conversation with um, what you have clung to, what your um, coping habits have been and were, and what works and what doesn't work, and you're not alone. You're listening right now. You're going to listen at a later time, whatever. You you might come back and, and play through this again. You are not alone in this walk and in, a, in this world. When you give up being a first responder, what does that look like? You're going to put on sheep clothing because to me that doesn't settle right i'm not going to walk around and continue to be a sheepdog in sheep's clothing people don't want to talk about us they don't want to know about us they do they they want to see the the fancy um cop shows and now everybody's turned their back on us they were talking about taking uh chase from the the paw patrol off because no one wants to know about cops everybody thinks about cops 90 percent of I mean, not 90%. That's a very high number. There's a lot of TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 90%. Shows, yeah. I mean, everything is based around a, a first responder type uh, of uh, theme. And so what are we going to do? Let's stop talking about cops. Let's stop talking about first responders. Let's start talking about humans. And what that looks like is we are different than everybody. Everybody's different, which is right. But we're willing to go put ourselves in a position and we knew that this day was coming. We knew that there would be people that don't want us to continue to thrive and to be around. And what I simply have to say is in your goodest, in your best times you and your goodest, goodest. Go ahead, run it, I was going to say your good times <laughs> and your bad times. And then it came out goodest. Thank you for that. In your goodest of times, in your goodest, in your best in your best times and in your worst times. And I lost my train of thought and I come back to <laughs> I'm it because I'm stuck on goodest. But good. And, and here it is. Here's the here's the line right here is good will prevail over evil. And when you step down to your lowest and you're trying to cope and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make it through this time, know that good will prevail. Think about how many good things that you've seen in people and we've all seen. And I, and I don't want to minimize this to police. And I don't want to minimize it to firefighters. We we have all seen some really tragic things. And we have seen the best of people also. When it gets worse for us, people come out and they they share their love and support for us. So I don't think quitting is the way to go. And I don't think it's the answer because you're going to walk around as a sheepdog in sheep's clothing and 
revert back to that that feeling of I got to help. Well, in order to help, you got to help yourself. And how do you help yourself through this time? And in coping, um, we can go to the extreme. We're we're all extreme personality types, and and you really have to dial into. You have one life. I love survive first. I love those two words put together because you have to survive first, and you got to figure out what makes you happy. You got to find your happiness. And I can tell you, no one said being a first responder or being in the military or being a mother or being a father or being a teacher or being a a, a physician or being anything is going to be easy. Now, I mean, if you were in the Air Force, that might be easy. I oh, know I'm joking. I, lo- I love my brothers and sisters in the Air Force too, but. Nothing. I was trying to come up with something good or <laughs> good. I, 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 I couldn't come up with anything. I just gooder. looked at you. I couldn't come up with something with the goodest. Right. Uh, tr- you know, right. Right. Uh, so let me get you a shirt. They say gooder. Gooderist. <laughs> Gooderister. There you go. That's the best word. But nothing is easy. It it is every day. It's a struggle in life to survive and to live. And you have to survive first for yourself. And and you have to. Do what makes you feel good. I can tell you, being intoxicated, going and doing things that make you feel good right now, if when you overindulge in that, it's not going to make you feel good later. So, so mind your P's and Q's, and and know your limits because it's. It, I mean, I've stepped away from so many things. I push the phone back. We don't turn on the TV in my house. I mean, first thing in the morning, um, my youngest daughter she's going to watch some puppy dog pals and that's a good message it's fun it's all make-believe and everything else um and then it's time to get out of the house go breathe the fresh air and do something fun and creative i i'm i'm done with i i mean and don't misconstrue this we're not even paid to do this we we do this because we care about you we care about the message we want to see you be successful and healthy and happy and live your best life so, I, I mean, you got a lot of people and a, a lot of um, just wholesome people that are willing to invest into your happiness and to your good health. And, you know, so it, try something completely different. I mean, you went from 160 miles an hour to walking on the beach. I mean, that's pretty profound. You slowed completely down. And you talked about the birds. You you actually heard the birds. When you're moving at a at a fast pace and you don't and you can't stop and you're so enthralled in that, oh, I gotta feel better, I gotta spend that money, I gotta get that prostitute, I gotta have sex, I gotta gamble, I gotta do all that. You don't hear. You did don't it, hear what's around you. You don't appreciate the sunlight and the did fresh I water. Say I, I got a prostitute? No, no, no. Oh, no. I, was, I was like, Oh shit, did I say that? No, no, I was no, like, no. Oh. no. <laughs> No, I, but I married one. I, I mean, this is, it was, oh, no, I didn't mean to say it like that. I mean, it, basically, I, I, I pay, like, with shoes and right, grammar right, and stuff. Right. Damn, that came out wrong, babe. I'm sorry, man. It's good or it's... She's a school teacher, just sorry. for the no, record, just, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting popping. some popping, popping in my Yeah, it's because we were yelling into oh, the microphone. Okay. That, you were okay. too loud. Sorry. You were I laughing too loud, Karen. I'm sorry. It's I can't fault. even believe I said that about my wife, man. That's it's like, you can slap me. I have some shoes on order right now. See that's a fucking foul. Dude. High heels. See, it's living, living it's the every dream. Every day, dude. You, it, my wife uses like a hundred and fifty dollars shampoo. She's got nice hair. You, damn <laughs> shit! I'm gonna start using that because look, dude, it ain't that suave ain't kicking for a ninety nine cent. Suave, I love that. All right, let's get the back. simple All things, right? right? All right, so I want. I, I think it is important. We've talked a lot about um, unhealthy coping strategies, but I think it's really important for us to talk a little bit about what healthy coping strategies can look like. And again, like you said, that may look different for each one of us. Um, you know, it's interesting as as you guys were talking, I was sitting back and I was thinking about, you know, one of the things that that we use, let's say a coping strategy, because Doug still struggles Oh, um, struggle. he, yeah. he struggles with uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and when he is at a low, it's it's bad. It's rough. 
right. um, you know, I mean, we, we're not going to lie about it. It's tough. And so we've had to learn coping strategies through the years to get through that. And we've talked about this before, about how every night um, we get out and we walk the dog together. And, and it may be just around the block or we have, you know, a little quarter mile or I, I don't even think our dog can make it more than a quarter mile. You know, we, we have this little route that we go. And we've talked about before when the kids have asked if they can go with us, we say no. Not because we're trying to be mean or because we don't want the kids to go, um, you know, to, to be around the kids, but because we have developed that time and that truly is a healthy strategy that we use to decompress same thing with our tandem bike we bought ourselves a <laughs> we bought ourselves you have talked about this tandem bike when you get in front of all the chiefs at the conferences. So it's chiefs. Nobody cares about chiefs. Everybody knows we have a tandem bike. They do we, now. They do oh, now. The cat's out so of the bag. Got a, a 90cc motor on it. <laughs> there you go. We've taken it pretty fast, actually. I wear my gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to carry my gun um, and the knife. So, you know, we had this tandem bike that we ride. And Doug, the, do you ride in the front or the back? In the front. He's in control. <laughs> All right. Listen, whether you're in the front or the back, you're still on the team, man. That's it. Like I tell you, same even if you're a pitcher or a catcher, you're, you're still, still on, on the same team. team. And, and so recently, you know, Doug went through a period where, you know, he was in a depression and, and it was really, really difficult for him. And so, I don't know, maybe in the last week or two, we brought we used to keep the tandem bike in the garage but I noticed it had been put in the back in the shed and it dawned on me you know when he said you know, a few days ago or a couple weeks ago hey you want to go for a ride on the tandem bike and then we put it back in the garage when we were done right because we realized just how healthy that was for the two of us we put it back in the garage and we said to each other this needs to stay in the garage not go back in the shed where we forget about it and you know we're too lazy to walk to the backyard to pull it out that needs to stay in the garage because it's a reminder to us of one of our healthy things that we do to cope with the day-to-day things healthy um, we we make a drink we, we make a drink, we we make a drink. and ride to the <laughs> bar that's <laughs> where we rode the other night all, all i heard was put the bike in the garage but, that's it yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how we cope putting the bike in the garage so, i don't i don't sit in the rear dude i drive she she can't I, i'm the pilot listen any of y'all who are making fun of doug I I challenge you to get on a tandem bike and actually get in the on the back seat and trust the person who is in the front. I, how many people have gotten on that back seat on our block and as soon as you start to pedal, they hop off because they're terrified. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they can't turn them handles. Yeah, you just right. gotta sit back there and ride and, it out. and it's hold like on. The back on. of a motorcycle. So you know there are things that you can do for yourself that way exercising um, and exercising doesn't necessarily mean going out and running a triathlon it can be simply going and walking on the beach if you're fortunate enough to live by the beach or or just taking a two three mile walk in your neighborhood okay we can s start small i mean just taking a walk taking i mean and walk. eventually get up to two or three sorry, miles I, 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 uh, easy sorry. boston <laughs> marathon right. or right. Here, like. i'm sorry Half mile, quarter mile, whatever no, it is. Don't measure but, your walk. Walk uh, until yes, you're whole. Walk That's until it. you feel better. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> I need a, to just a, like a, right a to B. And no, listen, Christopher John, I don't drive a Prius. I drive a badass <laughs> what it, what it, four or six point four liter Hemi. 2500 four-wheel drive brand new dodge ram just for the like, same motor it's in a hellcat let's but, just get but, that but, but out christopher of my he, wife had he met me when i drove a prius and uh, he drove that prius and my son <laughs> totaled it i had to buy her a new one anyway so before i let chris close out are you done my love 
Um, yes. Wait, one more. Oh, one more healthy. One, one more, one more healthy coping strategy. No, because this has worked for you. It still works for you. Maybe it has worked for you. And I know with I know it certainly worked for me is counseling. Finding so it is okay to talk to somebody. It, and in many cases, actually probably in all cases, it's better to talk to somebody who can have an unbiased view right? where they can truly listen and help you to figure out how to help yourself rather than a spouse or, you know, or a parent who, who is trying really hard to impart you know, good wisdom on you, but sometimes maybe they're just not doing it the right way. Right. Um, so it is absolutely 100% okay to go out there and seek help from a therapist. Doug does it. I've done it. I'm not sure if you have, but um, you want me to tell them my secrets? That's the <laughs> that's that's taboo because you know. And and here's as you listen along, this is exactly why we're here. We are here to drive down suicides, have the hard conversation, help each other out and seek help when you need help. And and that is the way to your individual success to make it through this tough time. And every time, every year, every month, there is going to be a hard time. And it doesn't matter it what it is. Someone is going to receive it differently and it is OK to ask for help. Absolutely. That is that is what we want you to know. That is what we want to continue to tell you is that and drive this home and we want you to eat it and, and drink the juice. And, and, and what I mean by that is understand that getting yourself help, whatever your issue is, and it's okay. There's a lot of people with issues. In fact, I don't know one person without an issue. And people with the best lives that paint the prettiest pictures on Instagram or Facebook are all screwed up. Yep. So speak, let me cut you off yep, for just one. Jump second. in. So Dr. Dar just chimed in that thumbs up was for you, Dar. You're speaking about therapy and doing that. Right. So Dr. Dar, he just put on there. If you look, you'll see it on there. www.bluepaz.com. He is my personal friend. And right. for me to say that, as you right. know, is a big deal. Yeah. He is by far, by far, I've met two in my day. I've met a bunch, but so far, um, he is by far the best. He gets it. Right. He gets, he's the best therapist for cops and firefighters out there by none. Him and Denise Coyle, you know, I love her to death. Right. And Seattle, Dara's in, in Arizona. When I have a radical crisis, I, 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 many times Dara will tell you, hey, I need your help. Right. He he put his website on there. Please, man, if you need somebody, call him. Look at his website. He is a phenomenal guy. That's that's him directly. Um, I'm going to well, give it back to you. Let me just yeah. plug everything and be done. Hold I on. wait, wait, wait. I was going to say, or if you forget after this show, call us and we can give right. you. We can well, connect. I was going to say that before you really interrupt me um i don't need to say that anymore the other thing too is um a, a quick plug before i let chris close this out um you can find us so w we've got the new show the webinar trauma behind the badge.com that's to tuesday nights at seven o'clock tomorrow night we've got them on there dar is one of our sit-in uh doctors he comes on there so he'll be on there as well um, it also tomorrow night, uh, if you just go to the web page, I've got too much on my plate to think of it specifically. Um, we'll be on tomorrow night. It's a huge, uh, panel of top notch guys from DAR to Chris Fields, Chris Scallon, myself, uh, Pat Dragon, um, Raul Rivas from the pole shooting. Right. Um, Patty is, um, obviously from the Sandy hook. A lot of guys brought to the table. We got some really cool guests coming on. We've got a comedy show coming next week. Tomorrow we have Meg coming on with, um, with her organization. I'm drawing a blank right now. Chris, if you're listening, can you put, uh, what Meg's foundation is for tomorrow night? He is. That's Christopher John. I, 
I didn't want to throw him under the bus. You can tell she's not a cop. She just throws everybody yeah, out there, right? Yeah, no, no censorship yeah, you know, here. So anyway, um, I, I want to I, I end my segment with a positive note. It's going to kind of sound a little bit controversial, um, but no, I promise it's going to sound a little controversial, but it's a positive note. Listen, um, this isn't a, this really, and, and this is my opinion, obviously I'm no, nobody important. This is my opinion. This is not about cops. This is right. about one cop who messed up and killed somebody. Yeah, Chris, Meg, wh what's her name of her organization? I'm drawing a blank. Um, because listen, and I said this on the show two weeks ago, this is not a black thing, a white thing, or a cop thing. This is the people out there wrecking and, and, and killing cops and they're just criminals, right? They're black, white, Mexican, uh, it, whatever, any nationality, just looking for a reason to commit crimes because the, the, the bottom line is, is cops don't kill that many people, right? Blacks kill more blacks than anything. Their ratio is through the roofs. White kill wives more than anything. Wives? You said Whites kill white. You know what I mean? So listen, it's not about you. It's just the media making it see about you. Please, we need cops out there. We need good cops out there. Don't let this bring you down, man. Stay strong. That's why you're in this position in the first place. Go to work. We need you out there. We need to have safe streets out there. Don't pay attention to the media. Don't pay attention to all this bull crap. Do your job. Take care of yourselves. Be engulfed. Listen, there's a lot of resources out there. You can go on the web pages and get it. Um, our webpage on Survive First, um, Dr. Dara's at Blue Paz. Um, you know, we got our organization like Chateau Recovery. They're just the best out there. And Stepstones for our therapy. We've got tons and tons of of resources and good people out there to make it make us go out there we don't need to as chris just said we're losing good cops right because they're sick of it and we 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 just don't need to do that man pick up the phone call somebody stay strong stay healthy we need you out there keep your chin up it's just a storm and I can practice because I'm guilty of it, too. I practice what I preach because I'm the worst. Like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to fall into it. And this went over here every day. I, I, I'm not, I've been in the worst depression. I can't shake it. It's been like from the first year. My kids don't want to speak to me. I'm just losing it. And I'm doing the best I can. But at least I'm in this industry to, to, to fight, focus on fight it. You know what I mean? So, and we have a tandem bike. And I love that. Hey. The, the message, if you didn't get it, and just to, to reiterate what Doug says is, we're here for you. We care. There's a ton of resources. Survive first. Continue to fight the good fight. Don't don't give up. You know, when, when people ask me to quit smoking, and I'll, I'll let you in a little bit, a, a little secret to me is, uh, a little insight to me is I do smoke. And someone says, oh, you need to quit smoking. And, and you're probably right. But nobody likes a quitter. And I'm going to leave you with that one. <laughs> Re no. Rehabs for no, quitters. That's, that's that's the best yeah, that was yeah. the best bumper sticker right, I ever all seen. All right. All right. Hey, continue to follow us. We hope we hope you're doing well. Reach out. Pick somebody up this week. Um, we will see you again. Karen's going to give you the rundown of what we have coming down the pipe. And thank you so much. Thank you for continuing to listen to us and, and follow along. And we hope all is well and be well. And tomorrow, don't forget, traumabehindthebadge.com. We got a huge platform. Rich Creamer from Norfolk, Chris Gowan, Chris Fields, myself, Dr. Dar. We've got a ton of people on there. You can ask all the questions you want. Um, we're looking forward to it. We'll be back in two weeks again. Yep. Um, and uh, like, I, like Chris said, man, please call us if you need us. So tomorrow's Trauma Behind the Badge, I can't remember if um, you mentioned this, it is a free webinar series. So you can register as many times as you want. If you register for tomorrow, it is free. If you register for the next one, it is free. It's always free. It's always free. So please register for that. Um, it is wonderful. Um, for those of you that were looking forward to our um, inaugural first responder ball, um, as you know, we had to reschedule that. Um, it, you know, it popped up. It was supposed to be this past Friday night. 
So I was, yeah, I was a little bummed about that. But we are going to be rescheduling. Um, Like we said in our last podcast, um, we don't really have a date yet. We're waiting to see how things play out with um, COVID-19 and reopening. We want it to be safe for everybody and we want everybody to feel comfortable about coming. But that will be rescheduled, whether it's this year or maybe even next year. But please keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, Our Run for Responders 5K, I think we announced at the last podcast that registration is open. That will be on January 2nd, 2021 in Cocoa Village. That is my birthday, so my 46th birthday. So if you are in Brevard County, please come out and party with me on that night. Um, It's for an amazing cause. Everything that we raise at that 5K goes to supporting first responders and their family members in need of mental health support. So please register. You can find um, the link to run sign up on our Facebook page, or you can just go to runsignup.com and type in run for responders 5K. Um, I'm trying to think if there is anything else. One more thing before I close for you local guys. Listen, man, everybody say a prayer for Burt Gammon. Yeah. He's a lieutenant from Brevard County Sheriff's Department. Um, Obviously, he's been in the news. He's caught in some flack about something he did. He is an outstanding guy. He's an outstanding cop. He was actually an instructor. Just uh, keep him in your prayers, man. He's a good dude, man. He's going through a bad time. He's got my utmost respect. All right. We are here for you guys. Um, Please call us if you need us, if you have any questions. Um, Oh, I did not know if you wanted to announce this. I am not 100% sure if we are going to do this in the next two weeks or if we're going to do it in the next four weeks. But we are planning on having a podcast um, where it is just going to be spouses. Um, We'll have myself and then two other spouses. Um, So please keep your ears and eyes peeled for that because i think that that will be very very informative and important um for your loved ones we will see you soon yes absolutely thanks for listening goodbye